I've been rolling my pant cuffs for something like five years now. So I think that's probably <laughs> the most bisexual behavior. I have. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. I honestly do that just to come off as bisexual. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. Bisexual yeah. signaling, you know. <laughs> Hello, my bi's and allies, and welcome to Bisexual Behavior, a podcast where I just talk about a bunch of gay stuff. Um, I'm your host, Talia Cass, and today we've got a very bisexual episode for you. I talked to the person who designed our logo, Matthew Klaus, and we talk about pretty much the gayest stuff possible. We talk about porn, we talk about relationships, we talk about whether or not we're bisexual enough, which is something that I think everyone has wondered at some point, whether or not they're queer enough, whether they fit into the community based on who they're dating or who they're attracted to. So this is a really great episode. I'm so excited that you're listening. And without further ado, here's Matt. All right. Well, Matt, I'm so excited to have you here. Um, thank you for joining uh, Bisexual yeah. Behavior. Yay. Mm-hmm. Thanks um, for having me. Oh my God, of <laughs> course. So for those of you who are listening, Matt is actually uh, the designer of our logo. So uh, mm-hmm. Matt and I have been friends for not super long, but when I learned that you're bisexual, I was like, oh fuck, I've got to talk to him about it. So <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about being thanks, gay thanks, together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So let's just start with some uh, light introductions here. Uh, you can follow my format. So Um, My name is Talia. Uh, My pronouns are she, her, hers. Um, I am an anxious bisexual, um, and I'm also (laughs) cis and white. Um, All right, so what about you, Matt? (laughs) Uh, Okay, so I I prefer he, him, his. Um, I'm also an anxious bisexual, (laughs) I suppose. (laughs) Um, And I, uh, what was the last one? I'm, I'm, you know, cis- dude (laughs) (laughs) all right so um so we're gonna have an awesome topic today one thing that I feel like a lot of bisexual people relate to is not feeling like you're bisexual enough or that you're queer enough and for me I feel like I kind of came out late in life but I mean not as late as a lot of people but I came out in my mid to late 20s and it's so funny because a lot of my friends knew that I was bisexual before I fully was like I'm out I'm fully bisexual and proud of it because I just didn't feel like I was queer enough because I dated men for a good portion of my life. So uh, I think this is a really important topic for, you know, a lot of people can relate to it. And, um, you know, before we get started, I do have to ask you, Matt, what's the most bisexual thing about you? Uh, I've been rolling my pant cuffs for something like five years now. So I think that's probably (laughs) the most bisexual behavior I have. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I honestly do that just to come off as bisexual. Um, Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Bisexual signaling, you know. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure that when we were like talking about the podcast logo, you were saying, oh, are you rolling your your cuffs? That's 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 bisexual. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Had to check really quick. Um, yeah, so I want to learn more about, you know, why you don't think you're bisexual enough. And I think, uh, a lot of that starts, you know, maybe when you first realizing and you first come out. So do you feel like you have like an, a bisexual awakening or like a um, moment where you find, like fully admit it to yourself? Yeah. So I find, I think my, uh, story is a little similar to yours in, in some regards. Cause like, I didn't really like think of myself as bisexual until like my, you know, 
later 20s, like very recently, I guess, uh, within the last couple of years, was never like really like, a, oh, this this was the moment or whatever. Uh, it was like more of like a gradual thing. But I do remember <laughs> when I was a kid, the first like, oh, I'm not totally straight thought I had, I guess. Um, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> okay, so so I, I think it was like one day we're in the lunchroom or whatever, and I was talking to one of my friends, uh, a girl, and you know, when you're in the early 2000s and a bunch of shitty teenagers, everybody makes like gay jokes and stuff like that. Um, and I don't, I don't remember really the whole context. I just remember the one thing she said to me was um, sweaty strapping men or something to me. And the picture I got in my head, I was like, oh, huh, that's kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that was it. And then I, and then I, uh, I think that night I went and looked up some uh, gay porn, and I was like, "Oh, you know, maybe, maybe I'm not totally straight." <laughs> <laughs> That's um, so funny. I feel like a lot yeah. of us can relate to that, where we have like childhood moments where we like looked up porn. I, I know that I mm-hmm. like when I first discovered porn, I did not want to see men at all. I was like titties. um but yeah so uh how did that kind of progress as you got older um I think I grappled with that for a long time and really didn't like still I still didn't really like see myself or really like accept that of myself I guess just because of the environment I grew up in I still didn't like feel comfortable being myself I guess if that makes sense yeah. Um, so I kind of like tried to avoid those feelings for a long time, I think. Uh, when I started college, I really explored my sexuality a lot more. Yeah, it's hard to say, I guess, because it's all like so gradual, I, I suppose, like uh, learning to like accept myself more and just exploring my sexuality. But just in terms of like pornography, I guess, was like a way for me to like uh, figure out what sort of things that I actually liked and things like that and eventually like warm up to the idea well like I mean I think uh, probably uh, celebrities and stuff sort of help with that too just like learning to be like oh you know it's okay to be bisexual <laughs> and everything too because I didn't really like really have like any bisexual friends to like talk to I had like a gay friend there was no spectrum in my life. I had never yeah. been like exposed to that until like really college, I guess, you know? <laughs> gotcha. So, um, so you said that you mainly were like focused on porn and like kind of understanding yourself through that way, which, um, same. And for me, it was also yeah. the L word and like watching blue is the warmest color. I don't know if you've seen that, but I, oh, like, I, I know of it. I haven't watched it though. <laughs> and it's like, it's honestly like, I'm a little ashamed because I've learned since then that like it, the sex scene that was filmed, there's legitimately like a 10 minute sex scene. And when I really? honestly, yes. And I, when I was in college, I rewatched it so many times and I like looked up the sex scene on Pornhub to like watch it because I loved it so much and did not, it like, didn't really like sit with me that that's like pretty gay to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> And also that since then it's come out that those um, sex scenes were pretty 
pretty unethically filmed. And um, so obviously that's not something I watch now, but you know, I didn't know back then and a lot of people yeah, didn't, yeah. but um, when did you like fully accept yourself being bisexual and like feel comfortable calling yourself bisexual? So I don't think until like maybe a year or two ago that I would have really called myself bisexual, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely like, even more within like the last eight months or so that I think I like am uh, directly open about my sexuality to my friends and stuff, which I'm sure they knew before, you know, now and everything like that. But like, it took, it took that long until that long for me to like, actually be like, say it out loud casually to like my friends and stuff like that. And like, feel comfortable about it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Do you feel Um, like you've gotten any, like, backlash from when you've been more open about it? Like, do you feel like your friends have been difficult or have they been understanding? I think they've all been pretty understanding. I think I'm also very uh, choosy with my friendships, too. So I don't really, like, have, (laughs) uh, you know, I'm not going to come out and, like, just say that to, like, somebody that I don't feel comfortable with. But at the same time, I guess, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I have a lot of friends that have, been friends with for a long time so I guess I uh they're probably you know good friends (laughs) good good and I think that's yeah I don't have anybody who is like super uncomfortable with that (laughs) it's a good way to weed out friends too for Mm -hmm. sure are you like out to your family sure my sisters know to some degree but uh family is like another another matter (laughs) entirely you know (laughs) you feel comfortable Um, talking about it or I not not with my parents no gotcha Um, gotcha not that I think uh, not not for like the obvious reason I don't think that they would be like oh my god you're bisexual uh and disown me or something because I don't think they would do that but the main reason is because I think my parents would react an entirely different way that would make me be annoyed or uncomfortable you know if yeah. that makes sense like I think they would um yeah I don't think they would disown me I don't think they would dislike me at all but I think they would just like act different around me and then also like try to do dumb say dumb stuff to me to try to cater to me or something like that and mm-hmm. so that's more of like what I'm afraid of because <laughs> I just like don't want that interaction with my parents <laughs> Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And sometimes I feel like it's makes more sense to come out to a parent when you're dating someone of the same sex. But yeah. I, I so I grappled with that a little bit when I came out to my parents because I told my mom I was in a relationship with a guy at the time. And it was when I really like fully was like, I'm bisexual and like I can't stop thinking about women. And it was really hard in that relationship. And he was really, really good about it. But it, it just at the end of the day, I just needed to kind of figure that out. And when I told my mom, she was like, oh, you've got to tell your dad. Um, and I felt like it was weird at the time because it's te- it's like almost telling someone about your sexual preference and not like yeah. who you are as a person. And now I understand fully what, like being bisexual is a part of who I am. And mm-hmm. uh, and that is very different than, you know, my sexual preferences. It doesn't mean anything in that way. So um, that's something, you know, telling parents, it feels like an awkward conversation because I think like they immediately think of it as like a sexual thing because yeah, bisexuals because are like, like, I don't, I just want them to like you know treat me the same way I don't want them to like act or think differently just because like they have this new knowledge or whatever yeah. 
And it's, you know, with the older generation, they still see the same thing, like uh, stereotypes about bisexuals, like we're slutty right. or we like threesomes. And like, you know, mm-hmm. even if those things could be totally true. Well, like, I am a little slutty at least. So, Oh, I mean, come on. Yeah. Like we're all bisexuals. <laughs> let's be real yeah, here. Yeah. Um, totally own that stereotype. But um, yeah, I think it makes it a little bit harder to have that conversation with other people because of that, you know, all that comes right, with the word right. bisexual. Um, how do you feel like being bisexual has affected your dating life? Are, are you open with people that you've dated that you're bisexual? Um, yeah, and I think it's actually been, I mean, my dating life sucks, but I think it's been, <laughs> um, it's been positive for me, I think, because it, um, you know, I have a lot of social anxiety and I think it just helps to like be that much more comfortable and authentic with myself when I'm like you know on a first date or something <laughs> yeah definitely are, are you like um so when you like start dating people or looking for people to date are you trying to find people who identify as queer or just um are you still dating straight people and having that conversation basically I'm just trying to learn everything about your dating <laughs> life Matt just yeah all the deets. <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah that brings up like another interesting point that I just uh learned about myself a couple days ago and I'm trying to grapple with too which is um so there's this bisexual celebrity who I follow Anna Kana um (laughs) and so she came out with a video about like so my dating life just I don't know it kind of sucks um but like one of the things because I uh I just you know go on dating apps or whatever because like Uh, full-time working at home and a lot of my hobbies involve me just not needing to leave the house at all so I don't really like typically get out and meet people unless I'm like hanging out with my roommates out at a bar or something yeah and even then it's like Um, so hard to meet someone at a bar right right yeah exactly bars aren't even good places to meet people so Mm -hmm. uh anyway looping back to I'm scattered uh looping back to the Anaconda thing so she had this video about like nice guys or whatever and you know I would never have like thought of myself as a nice guy or anything like that because of like that stereotype that like you know nice guys or whatever just like going out trying to like get expectations of sex and stuff like that uh for doing like you know the baseline of like human decency which is like stupid and that's not that's not like a thing I do but like the thing that she brought up is like that spectrum of like related behavior which I realize I strongly identified with (laughs) I'm constantly like on these dating apps and stuff just trying to get dates and just go out with whoever and like being way too like way too open-minded and I'm like never picky enough about anything (laughs) and I end up just going like I have terrible dates all the time because I literally just go on a date with like anybody and ignore all the red flags. And oh things. no. And I don't have any, I don't go into any of this with like a preference of like, oh, this is this sort of person I'm looking for, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Wait, so. <laughs> and then it ends me- up being this terrible experience because I like, I'm not going into a date looking for like a partner who I would, you know, be comfortable or have a good time with. I'm just going into it looking for some sort of validation, you know? That's fair. And I, like, I feel like 
that's yeah. part of that process is also learning about what you want in a relationship. Like, I feel like it's hard for people to know mm-hmm. until they go through those really bad dates or go through phases where they're literally just meeting people. Um, so I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I think that's all a part of the dating process, but I am yeah. dying to know uh, one of your bad date stories. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I have, uh, I think this is probably up there with some of the worst dates I've had. Um, oh my God. <laughs> so this is maybe three or four years ago. I was living in Connecticut and I met this girl on Tinder uh, and very you know, quickly rushed through it, made plans for a first date, uh, hadn't really learned much about her at all or anything like that. There is this awesome Venezuelan restaurant like up the street, like a block away from where I lived at the time. Just had like the best smoothies ever. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so we go there for like a Sunday brunch and, uh, you know, obviously I show up on time. And so she texts me like, something like 15 minutes late and she's like it was sort of like a very different personality sounding from like how we had been texting before and it was like so it sounded kind of like angry I guess angry text or whatever and she's like oh my god I can't complaining she can't find parking or whatever and I'm looking up because uh, I'm seated out this is the summer seated outside um out front and I, I'm looking up and down the street and there's like plenty of parking spots and so I'm like okay <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> um, and so eventually she finds parking, she walks around, and and so as she's, like, walking up the sidewalk and I see her, she's just, like, she has sunglasses on, and it looks like she's, like, pouting and kind of, like, stomping her feet, and I'm like, what? And um, so this, one of the quirks of this Venezuelan restaurant is, like, the outside seating is also, like, sand, right um so you like walk through the sand that's where all the tables and chairs are seated and she's like literally just like dragging her feet through the sand and I'm like oh god this is so weird and I wave to her she comes and sits down doesn't smile even once and is just pouting the whole time sunglasses on I can't even see her eyes or anything and she just sits down and doesn't say anything to me uh and then I like you know sort of introduced myself and she's just like very like straightforward to the point and like definitely sounds pretty angry and then we proceed for like you know we like order drinks um and it proceeds for like the next like I don't know 20 minutes or so where uh you know I'm not I'm pretty introverted but for some reason I'm like leading all of the questions and conversations and things like that and I'm trying to find like some sort of conversation topic but like everything she's just giving me like five word answers for like one sentence answers for everything and is not asking me anything about myself at all or whatever and it's like entirely one-sided and it's like so weird how like angry she seemed (laughs) and then eventually so we're just like waiting for them to come back with our drinks and there was just like a long silence because I just like ran out of like things to ask because I've just been like talking this whole time and I'm like oh god um and I'm hoping she would like ask me about anything <laughs> I swear to god like a full two minutes of like awkward silence passes and then she looks up still mind you with her sunglasses on so I've never like I haven't even like 
it's hard to have a conversation with somebody who you can't even like see their eyes too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, Cause you, you like want yeah. to make eye contact and like read their full right. facial expression, but geez. right. Right. Um, so this is like two full minutes of like awkward silence after I've just been like talking most of this whole time, trying to find a way to have a conversation with her. And she like looks up for her menu and in the middle like everybody else having their Sunday brunch just starts yelling at me about how (laughs) I need to keep talking and and just like starts popping off about that I'm like what the fuck (laughs) yeah I was like I I felt so awkward I'm like what is happening right now she was like literally angry at me and so like I start having a panic attack at this point and I like excuse myself to go to the bathroom and I'm like, oh, I have no idea what's going on. I've never had this happen to me before. Yeah, that's um, odd. And I'm like, I'm like, go to the bathroom. I'm like texting uh, some of my friends for advice. So like, oh my God, what do I do? But of course, just like nobody's going to respond super quick on a Sunday morning like that or whatever. So eventually I'm just like, okay, okay. I've just got to leave. <laughs> And so uh, luckily, like the register and everything were inside, like away from the front area uh, outside. And so I was talking to the waitresses and they didn't even make me pay for my drink. I like told them what happened and they're like, oh, no, we understand or whatever. And so they were super nice about it. Here's the other kicker is that uh, it's in like the on the middle of the of the street that it was on. And there's no like back entrance. There's no like side entrances or whatever. There's just the front entrance and exit to the building, which is also where the outdoor seating is. Uh. So I have to walk past her on my way out. And also because I walked. Oh God. So I just very quickly, very awkwardly kind of like walk kind of up to her and I just like make up some excuse. I'm like, oh, my stomach's not feeling good. I'm going to go home. And then I immediately, like, I just took off. So you never found out and, why she was so angry. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and I get, I get halfway down the block. It doesn't, it doesn't end yet. Oh, oh god! I okay. hear flip flops like running behind me, and I turn around, and she is literally like chasing me down the block. What? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Well, the the first red flag, um, aside from all of it, is the fact that she's wearing flip flops. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I can't remember if she's wearing socks at all, but you know, it wouldn't surprise me. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Although maybe I would have given her more kudos for that at this point. Yeah, that no. becomes like a power move at that point. If you choose yeah, to wear yeah. socks with flip-flops, then you know what you're doing. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, damn. <laughs> and so she she starts trying to apologize for uh, for everything. And she's like, oh, my God, what, what did I do wrong? <laughs> and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I'm like so over it at this point. I'm just like, I don't even... I don't even know what to say to you. <laughs> um, and so she's just like trying to apologize and everything. And I'm just like, no, please just, I literally, I li- just like this. I'm like, please just leave me alone. <laughs> you freaking yell at me. <laughs> you expect yeah. me to give you another chance. Oh, and she, she legit continues on apologizing or whatever. And I'm like, okay, okay. 
And she tries to invite me over to her house. Oh my God, the audacity. Like, I was just like, no! <laughs> what, the, what makes you think that at this point... She like get off on yelling at you. Good idea. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so did you ever like talk to her after that? Or did you just kind of like... I... Luckily, she didn't continue following me because I had, you know, to walk the rest of the way home. Right. Um, And she, like, texted me and continued to try to get me to, like, go to her house or something and continue to apologize. And so I just, you know, I blocked her. <laughs> no, that was That's that. probably a good call. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that awful date. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it was, that was... That was weird. That was probably, yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Have you ever, like, told a a girl that you were talking to that you're bi? Uh, You have on your dating profile? I I changed my dating profiles to say that I'm bisexual now. And so that hasn't, like, um, come up, I think. That's good. Maybe when I was sexting one girl, we talked about, like, uh, she was interested in threesomes or whatever. So we just had a conversation about that. But, you know, that's... (laughs) <laughs> classic it comes it's from men classic, and women yeah. that, pre- yeah. that pressure for yeah. <laughs> comes um, from all angles right right um <laughs> but other than that the only other time it's ever come up is like I think I had a tinder match at some point and she was just like asking me about it and like uh weird but I guess probably curious way but I think she was just like um a straight girl <laughs> gotcha was yeah. Yeah. I read like horror stories. So um, I don't know if you're a Redditor, but I'm always on the uh, bisexual subreddit. And there's like men who talk about how they oh. came out to their wives and that they'll mm-hmm. usually like react where they feel insecure or they like. There was one that I was reading where uh, the guy was saying that his wife was like, you can never talk about it again. It makes me less attracted to or attracted to you and all these things. And I'm what so glad fuck? to hear that, that you haven't had that experience. <laughs> um, I've also like so. I mainly have used dating apps to like date women because I find that it's very hard to meet women as like a newly out queer uh, femme person. And Mm. there's been like a lot of questions from like lesbians specifically being like, when's the last time you fucked a dude? Um, You know, like, what does it mean for you to be bisexual? Are you like talking to other men and all this stuff? And it's like, I can just like, I get a lot of insecurity from people because they don't understand that like, I could just be just because you're attracted to both people doesn't mean that like you know you're promiscuous and unreliable right. in a monogamous relationship exactly and um you know there's a mix between people who are polyamorous and monogamous but that like has nothing to do with your you know sexuality so right right very different thing but um what's like what makes you feel like you're not bisexual enough specifically so uh, because I'm not, I don't try to date men, I guess. I, I understand that. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, so I feel sexually attracted to, you know, men to some degree and uh, mostly am like turned on by, you know, like dick <laughs> <laughs> rather than like a man's body or whatever. Because, you know, like ma- man's body you know a hunky dude I'm like you know that's pretty good but then like you know a hot girl or whatever I'm like "Mm, that's (laughs) that's my shit right there and then you know I see a penis and I'm like "Mm, that's pretty hot (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. And I think there's such a big difference between like, so you hear about biromantic or like people who are sexually, uh, you know, bisexual, but they may be like only romantically attracted to one gender right, right. or, so you know, I've, I have hooked up with a dude a couple times. Um, same dude. Different and I just dude? never really like, yeah. I, and I've like, give it some thought. I've tried uh, considering like romantic relationships with guys but it just never really like felt fulfilling to me at all for whatever reason uh like it's just like a sexual attraction I guess yeah um yeah and I think one big misconception is that like bisexuality is only being attracted to like men and women and that it's very Mm -hmm. binary but that's like so false and that it's like just being about being attracted to more than one gender or multiple genders because it's also very weird to say that there's only two genders and then make like blame bisexuality and being uh, not accepting of all genders or non-binary people but so yeah Yeah. I'm glad that you know you shared that because I think a lot of people feel the same way (laughs) (laughs) so what is one thing that like so I think for me it's important to feel you know visible as a bisexual and even if you know I were in a relationship with a man that I would still want to be considered bisexual and still feel queer like what do you feel like is one way that you can still be visible or still be part of a a queer community even if you were dating woman I honestly have no idea (laughs) (laughs) we're all trying to figure that out (laughs) it's porn the answer Um, is porn (laughs) the answer is porn yeah absolutely (laughs) um yeah I mean I guess that's like that is a pretty you know easy answer (laughs) right um Cause like, I'm not, uh, so I'm not like, I'm not personally like polyamorous or anything like that. Like definitely very, <laughs> I'm a very, uh, hopeless romantic, you know, looking for, for my one and only one day somehow. <laughs> so cute. Um, but, but, you know, um, you know, I suppose for many, uh, for people, you know, I'm sure polyamory or like open relationships and stuff like that or just like experimenting and you know it doesn't even have to be all about sex I suppose you know either (laughs) it's about that identity and uh that's Mm -hmm. where I feel like having a queer community is so important but um I think sometimes bisexual people feel left out which is why I started this podcast um but do you feel like you have a solid uh queer community around you I know that you mentioned that you don't really have a lot of bisexual friends at least but do you feel like you at least Um, have a community that you can go to when you're feeling you know not visible enough right uh yeah I guess I would say no (laughs) I guess um it's it's weird I I do have um so I do have like one bisexual friend uh at least that I can like talk to about stuff like that uh too but I I suppose I um (laughs) I yeah I don't know I have just never really like felt like I've had a community around that too and I feel like community could be more than just like your actual physical friendships it could be literally like relationships online having reddit that you can post to when you have questions I think that that's all community and that's something that I've learned um, or learned over the years as well but Mm -hmm. but yeah I think that's something that like I struggle with a lot of people struggle with is finding that queer community so 
Um, so right, it's nice right. to meet other bisexual people. So when I heard you're bisexual, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, okay. You're, yeah. you're another bisexual friend. Yes. I have stuff yes. Too, that stuff too. <laughs> and one thing I noticed when I came out, a lot of my friends were like, um, either they said like, oh, I like, feel like I'm a little bisexual or like, oh, I, I fingered, I fingered my friend once. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> we, that's great. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like once one that's person just... is more vocal about it, more bisexual yeah. people will come to fruition because I think a lot of people like, right. hide they it feel or like they... more comfortable, the more, you know, open other people are around them. You know? Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> All right, so um, we're going to kind of change up the questions a little bit, and I did want to kind of end on more asking questions that, like, are commonly asked questions that I see people ask all the time, whether it's someone who doesn't know if they're bisexual or, you know, it could be like a straight person asking a simple question, but um, I have a couple questions for you. Uh, So the first one, what would you tell someone who thinks they're bisexual but is unsure? Ooh. Um... You know, just 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 go on Pornhub, look up, try and find what uh, if anything makes you feel a certain way. <laughs> I, I would about, say think about how you would feel dating. Uh, oh my god, what's his name? Um, that really hot dude, celebrity. Um, <laughs> oh my god! I mean, there's many of them. So vague, so vague. Um, Hold on, wait. I think <laughs> I have to. I have to. I have to Google this now. It's driving me nuts. Oh I my god, Google even, it. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, he. The only. For some reason, the only movie I can think of that he was in was this horrible, campy horror movie about art. <laughs> oh gosh, um, I know nothing about horror movies because I'm a little baby and I can't handle it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Velvet Buzzsaw. Horrible movie. Jake Gyllenhaal. There we go. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay, listen. You are talking to a Taylor Swift fan. Yeah. (laughs) You know anything about All Too Well and, like, her dating him and how that whole song is about him. I didn't know she dated him, though. (laughs) Yeah. um, Also, I feel like there's rumors that he's, like, a little closeted. (laughs) You think so? Probably. Probably. I I mean, he gives a bye vibe off. But um, yeah, 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 he. I should have said Savage Gasp. The musician is way hotter, and he's very openly bisexual. So, okay, you know. that's that's the move. Yeah, fuck Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, as a Swifty, I have to argue that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you got to know me too. I was introduced as a Swifty, even though I'm like a newer Swifty. Mm-hmm. Anyways, back to the main question: of <laughs> What would you tell someone who's unsure? My answer okay, for that is okay. that you're just, you're definitely gay if you're questioning it. I mean, if you are like Googling, am I bisexual? You're, you're fucking gay. I, mm. that's just, <laughs> you're bi. Well, maybe, <laughs> you're queer. maybe on the other side of that, maybe you're just having an identity crisis, you know, maybe, maybe you have too many queer friends and it's, uh, their queerness is converting you, you know, totally a real thing. Like, <laughs> you're bisexual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like no. Whispers in your ear while you're sleeping. You like both. <laughs> Even if dicks and vaginas. <laughs> no, and at the end of the day, people can like totally identify as they want. Like if you feel like yeah, you yeah, are yeah. like on the spectrum where you like 
you know, one gender, like significantly more, but you still like really like, you know, sexually attracted to like a certain part of the other gender or a different gender than like, yes, like that's still considered bisexuality. But if you choose to say you're straight, then like, all right, I guess you're straight. Yeah. But don't be in denial <laughs> about it. And right, also right. don't leave, don't leave queer people on, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> please don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we've all had uh, crushes on a straight girl before or in your case, a straight man, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's um, one thing you would tell someone who is in a straight seeming relationship and they just came out to their partner and that partner is not supportive? What would you say to that person? Oh, God. I mean, maybe that if that person is like, so I feel like that's definitely not a like them problem. That's like their partner's problem. You know, right. yeah, like absolutely. if their partner has the sort of insecurity or like can't make an effort to understand you or can't come to an understanding with you or whatever like maybe they're just not the right partner for you as hard of a pill that can be to swallow because I'm like not you know I'm not gonna make any um wow I'm so brain dead right now (laughs) (laughs) Uh, not going to pretend that that's like an easy thing to just be like oh you're not the right person for me anymore you know that's like not an easy thing to get over but yeah no it's very complicated and um I think that that is that becomes the other person's problem if they can't be accepting like you should feel comfortable to be yourself in a relationship no matter what and if that person isn't like researching it and helping you feel more visible as a bisexual or like feel like you can't be yourself then like at the end of the day that probably isn't the right person for you but I know that it's complicated you could be with someone for 10 years or married and you're just realizing this and then this becomes a big problem and in that case maybe couples counseling but I'm no expert uh I've just been kind of in that situation before not fully but um yeah so yeah Matt, thank you so much for joining today. Yeah, um, thanks for having me, Tyler. Oh my God, of course. Um, is there anything that you want to plug? Um, I know that you're an awesome graphic designer. Is there a way that somebody uh, yeah. can contact you for work? Yeah, hire me for all your music-related projects. I'm huge on it. Uh, I'd love to make your album art. Ooh, okay. Uh, that's it. Yep. <laughs> thanks. Okay. <laughs> Where, uh, so what's your, like, Instagram? Oh, uh, so share the uh, show you notes. can find me at Mistcarver uh, on Instagram. Uh, where I post a lot of just like personal projects Uh, and you can also find links to um, my website and things through that way too cool it's probably the easiest way to get in contact with me (laughs) yeah um also you are you're you're looking for for love too right yeah are your dms open uh my dms are definitely open if you uh want to be my one true love you know (laughs) (laughs) Um, so what do you have like a specific type of person you're looking for anything that like uh absolutely dommy mommy hands down spit in my mouth no (laughs) hell yeah um (laughs) (laughs) uh man I don't know I I definitely am looking for more of like a give and take I'm sick of these horrible tinder dates I go on where everyone is either a dom or a sub and there's no in between i'm sick of that shit i'm a switch you know and i want i want a relationship that's a mutual understanding (laughs) gotcha um yeah all right well you and someone who texts me back within you know eight to twelve business hours 
maximum you know you can't don't leave me unread for five days <laughs> oh yeah then that's like that person just isn't interested at that point yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> all right cool well um y'all heard it first from that so feel free to dm them if you're interested um and great thank you again yep <laughs> all right take care <laughs> okay thank you again to matt for joining us what a great discussion i don't think i've talked about porn that much in one sitting in a very long time so i'm i'm glad that we experienced that together please follow him on instagram hire him for your design needs and uh you know if you want to slide into his dms go for it if you want to support the podcast give us a follow on instagram at bisexual behavior and please please subscribe on spotify or apple podcasts Um, Any types of ratings or reviews is also super helpful. I love hearing your feedback. Um, And also it really helps to get us to be more visible. Um, We need that bisexual visibility. So if you want to further the bisexual agenda, please, please subscribe, rate, and review us. Uh, I hope that you're having a great day and take care. Okay, bye.